Hello, welcome back to Two Blokes from Blighty. I am one of your hosts, uh, Joey Fitzgerald, and I'm joined by the ever uh, flickering Tim Fitzgerald. Flickering? Yeah, how are you doing, Tim? Uh, I am okay. How are you? I'm pretty good. I was going to say flashing, but, uh, you know, that might get you on some lists somewhere. <laughs> How's that new trench coat coming in there, by the way? Um, well, I'm just I'm just three cats all stood in a trench coat. That's that's what I am. <laughs> um, Tim, have you got a quiz question, or am I going to oh. have to do some editing? Hang on, hang on, let me get the quiz question. Uh... Listener, if you can if you can listen out for the subtle transition here, where I cut out the noise of Tim actually doing the quiz question, you might not you might not pick it up, but. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you might not you might not pick up the edit that I do here. Two thousand years later. This is fucking riveting. It's stuff. riveting, I know. I know. Uh all right. Uh if you have cryophobia, that's C R Y O P H O B I A, what is your fear? Being frozen alive. I don't think that's quite it, is it? Is it not? I don't know. Well, we'll find what out. Do you the mean end. you don't know? Well, I've just looked up the answers, and now I know. <laughs> Listen out for another, um, another sneaky edit. Sneaky edit. I mean, I'm going to sneakily edit the fact that I've just fucking answered the question <laughs> correctly. <laughs> Google it. I did Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to keep that in, Tim. Tim, uh, I want to kick straight into a regular segment. Have you got uh-huh. your sunnies? Uh, I don't. They're actually in the other room. Um... You've got time. Go and get them. I edited oh, once. I'll okay, edit again. All right, back in a minute. Listener, just so you know, Tim was late for this podcast recording. He messaged me saying, I'm ready when you are. So I sent him the link to record. He then took 10 minutes to get here. And when I quizzed him on it, he told me that he'd gone for a shit. So this is the level of professionalism I'm working here. He's also wearing trousers like Charlie Day in a... I can see waveforms going, that's concerning. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, okay, so if you want to be like Tim and spend a few quid, take Doge to the moon, but he never did. In five years, he's made a few bob, but he's lost his wife, his kids and his job. Doge took a dive and it never came back. Tim's very lucky he's still in the black, although maybe not anymore. <laughs> Give it a few weeks, he'll be left with none. When Doge value drops to 0.1, all Tim wanted to be was a crypto bro. Then he saw his crypto wallet and it said no. He thought crypto. He thought about a crypto community to join and now he sat here with worthless Dogecoin. It was up 2% and that should sound good. It may impress you more than it actually should. If you look at profit in a lot of ways, it's down 19% in the month of May. Tim's money's gone, it's totally pish. This is kind of long. I'm on to the fifth. Face it, Tim. <laughs> Pepe's never going to pay. How many times do I have to say? If you ever think about buying money online, don't, don't fucking, fucking do it. It's, it's a waste, waste of time. time. These jingles are getting really creative. I like this a lot. I'm going to have to move that one every time, though, because it, 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 it leads on to the, the little hook line at the end. Hmm. Um, well, <laughs> right now we're at £35.73. So it's dropped down another £2 in the last what four days thereabouts yeah um and i was i i was 
sat all day, to, I say all day today, all evening yesterday um, while I was working on... Tim, all day today and all evening yesterday are very different things. They are, but I was just thinking about when I had free time because all I've done today is play Zelda. Um, right. So last night I was like, I'm just going to... I'm, I'm going to see what's going on, try and spread things out a bit, uh, and it has not paid off. <laughs> um, okay. So I no Tim, longer actually have Tim, any Dogecoin. What? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to change the whole fucking jingle. Because well, no, got, I can go back to oh, Doge at some lie. point. Yeah, no, that's what I think you should do. I think you should sell everything you've got now and put it back into Dogecoin. Uh, I'm keeping Pepe because it's funny, but I'll... Um... Are you actually going to do this? Are you going to... Yeah, I'm doing it right now. So, Tim, okay, you, I, I said to you before we started, you said I've had a sneak peek at my crypto wallet, and then you laughed and wouldn't tell me what the, the news was. <laughs> um, what, when you, then when I asked you why you were laughing, you said, well, I diversified, and then started to explain what diversifying it means. Mm -hmm. I told you, I knew what it means. <laughs> I know what diversifying it means. And then I said, what does it mean for you? Then you went on to explain diversifying again. <laughs> and I said, no, no, what does it mean for Tim Fitzgerald? So I didn't Tim, want to reveal the surprise. Tim, what did you do with your Dogecoin? Uh, I basically just spread out. Like I looked at um, things that had the biggest market change in the last 24 hours and what seemed to be on an upturn. And uh, There isn't a lot of it, is there? No, no. Uh, crypto's in a bad spot right now, if you ask me. <laughs> Unless you have sunk thousands into Bitcoin, crypto is in a bad spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my... my uh... My recommendation for you is to go out and buy Ethereum. Uh, if you can. <laughs> is Ethereum hard? Uh, the problem with Ethereum is it's a very closed system. So normally with a lot of these cryptocurrencies, you can kind of just convert between the currencies. Like, So let's say I have one Dogecoin, that might convert to like one uh, MDT, for example, or 1.5 MDT. What does MDT uh, stand for? A measurable data token. Um, okay. It's another cryptocurrency. Um, Ethereum... Well, I'm going to tell you now. If you if you said that at the start of the sentence, it might have been 1.25 MDT. Now, if you convert one Dogecoin to MDT, it's actually like 0.3. Oh wow! So it's it's a good thing I have literally just sold that. Then I'm joking. I'm just saying it keeps tanking. Oh yeah, no, it's, it, it it was it was looking great yesterday. It had a market increase of about 36. percent I was like, that seems like a good place to go, and now it's dead. However. Ethereum, you can uh, you can't convert it to another crypto. You can only convert it to USD. Okay, so it's a very closed system. Yeah, one of the few things I know about crypto is that um, one of the things that kills it that people don't realize is a market cap. Yeah, and a lot of people buy meme coins with unlimited market cap, which means you can keep buying and buying and buying it, and there's never a demand. Mm -hmm. So, what's the market cap on Dogecoin? Uh, let me check. This is turning into a, into an almost legitimate. Yeah, no, um, we're not. We're not legit. No, not by any stretch. Uh, Dogecoin. The market cap is. Ba -ba -da -ba. Ba -ba -da -ba. <laughs> Where is it? Listen out for that that spectacular edit again. Nine point eight seven billion dollars. So nine point eight seven. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you bought all of the Dogecoin mm -hmm. at, let's say, I don't know, what's it worth now? Uh, so it's less, worth, worth less than a penny each. Yes. 
Let's say you bought it at a penny. Uh, let's say you're an idiot and bought it at a penny, right? Sure. So there is £9.87 million pounds worth of Dogecoin. If, a billion. If, if you assume... No, 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 that, that's million because it's um, divided by 0. Oh, right, 0.1. I see what you're saying. Um, so what has happened in the last... Oh, I don't even know how to work this out. I'm trying to work out what the uh, what the how much it's fallen if you bought everything for a penny in the last 24 hours because it's down three percent. Yeah, since yesterday, it's just dropped again. By the way, if you're interested, Tim, uh, I am because it's money. Uh, yeah. So, so do you own Bitcoin? Uh, sorry, Dogecoin now. Yeah, I've, I've put uh, basically everything that I can back into Dogecoin. <laughs> and when did you do that? Uh, about a minute or so ago. Yeah, and in that time, it's dropped. Uh, one three percent. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> um, oh, nice, going well then, Tim. Yeah, yeah, it's going very, very well. Great. Well, this I'm is a weird start to this episode. It. Yeah, it's it's going well. So so, um, let's move on from crypto because, uh, like you said, I'm I'm a bit worried. We're ten minutes in, and all we're talking about is crypto. Yeah. Um, so. If you want to be like him and spend a few quid, take Doge to the moon, but he never did. In five years, he's made a few bob, but he's lost his wife, his kids, and his job. Doge took a dive, and it never came back. Tim's very lucky he's still in the black. Give it a few weeks, he'll be left with none. When Doge value drops to 0.1, all Tim wanted to be was a crypto bro. Then he saw his crypto wallet, and it said no. He thought about a crypto community to join, and now he's sat here with worthless Dogecoin. It's up 2%. That should sound good. It may impress you more than it actually should. You should look at profit in a lot of ways because it's down 17% in the month of May. Tim's money's gone. It's totally pish. This is kind of long. I'm on to the fifth. Face it, Tim. Peppy's never going to pay. How many times do I have to say? If you ever think about buying money online, don't yeah, fucking, fucking do, do it. it. It's a, a waste, waste of, time. of time. I need a drink after that. I don't blame you. I'm, I'm taking these off as well. Um, we're out of the cryptocurrency section, so I've, we've removed the sunglasses. These are out. These are gone. Until next week. Until next week, where... I predict, Tim, you'll be down at £32. Uh, I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you're just throwing money away? Well, I ha- I, this is money I put in about five years ago. So yeah. at this stage, no. Uh, it's more just a ha-ha mm. funny, like, emotional ride. Yeah, it is funny. And especially as yeah, inflation is over, has been over 10% over the last few years. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm a little over 10%, so I'm... I'm <laughs> Kind of there. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of kind of winning, but if it goes down to 32, you won't be. I will, no, I will be No, of down. course you won't, because that would be assuming you only had it for a year. You've had it for five years, Tim, so no, you're not good. Oh, no, you are right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, my math is bad. <laughs> yeah, Northern Boy That Shall Not Be Named uh, will be very pleased to hear that. <laughs> um, he made a reference to that in our, our episode discussion. I should say, listener, if you're listening to this and you're not involved with our I just dropped my my bottle lid. Oh, if no. you're not involved with our um, Discord, you should be because you can talk about this on uh, talk about this podcast, our main show, or uh, between two pods that Slade expertly presents uh, on there. It's a good good place, um, and I really like that on um, on a, a Wednesday. There's a bit of a chat about two blokes from Blighty, which I really enjoy. It's fun, fun. I get reminded once a week of the things I spoke about last week that I don't remember. Yeah. Um, there's a spoiler in there for last week where the Northern Boy said, if the people involved with finding and ruining Shire's flag put the same time and energy into something productive, they could contribute to changes to the world that would benefit everyone. Instead, they use it to promote horrendous man and uh, movement that is MAGA. Yeah, 
Yeah. So yeah, that, I mean that's the whole thing, to be honest with you. It is, yeah. But the thing that was fascinating, I said it, I said it last week as well. But the thing that was fascinating to me about that whole thing was um the lens that they'll go to to find the flag. Fair enough. That that's what impressed me, not the message, but the method. Not the message, but the method. Yeah. Um, Tim. Yeah. What were you doing with uh with Josh yesterday? So, uh, we haven't done it yet, but we're finally getting around to recording our Guilty Year episode. Uh, this episode goes out next week, right? Well, it's a weekly podcast, Tim. That, okay, that checks out. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> yes, by the time this comes out... Um, actually, yeah, by the time this comes out, we will have just recorded uh, the episode. Uh, okay. So, that's probably going to be up around the end of the week, depending on when Josh's like, uh, release schedule is. But they release every Wednesday and Sunday. You should know this. I do. Um, so I think it's the Fourth of July episode. Oh, sorry, Fourth of June episode. Uh, I mean, cool. So look forward to that. But um, I can't exactly say what I was doing because it'll it'll ruin a bit of the fun of the episode. But uh, yeah, you'll 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 see. Go listen to Talking Smack. I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be on the Guilty Gear episode. Mm. Tim was doing an impression of a bed person. I was. I was screwed to a bed and talking shit in people's sleep. But yeah, I, I was doing prep for a Talking Smack episode. You guys will see on the 4th, I believe. I'm just double checking. On the 4th. On the 4th. On the 4th. On the 4th. Uh, nope, the 9th. Wait, no. <laughs> Hang on. The 14th. The 14th is a Sunday. That's a Talking Lasso day. Uh, the 14th. So uh, in like three weeks, yeah. Joey, what's Johnny Vegas up to? Oh, Johnny Vegas is out cancelling himself. I think he's uh, searching for Shia LaBeouf's flag. <laughs> <laughs> he will um, not divide us, monkey. Yeah, that's what he's saying as he pulls a PG tips over the flag. <laughs> you, won't, you won't divide us, monkey. <laughs> what about you, Tim? What do you think Johnny Vegas is up to? Uh, I think that he is scrambling uh um to reduce the spread in his crypto portfolio back into a single currency. <laughs> back into Dogecoin. Back into Moncoin. Moncoin. That was the Johnny Vegas one we came up with. That yeah. is um I feel like you didn't reach very far for that, Tim. <laughs> I, <laughs> I felt like none. it came from a very personal space. <laughs> well that's how I that's how I know it's an emotional story. Because you relate to it. I relate to it a bit too well. Good. I'm glad. Um, so, Tim, uh, what's the funniest way that you've heard someone die? Uh, oh. What's oh. the award called? The uh, Darwin Award. The Darwin Award. I actually have a fun story about this. Are you one of the Darwin Awards winners? No, I'm not. Uh, evidenced by the fact that I'm here now. Um, Ooh, from the grave. Ooh. There was a... Oh, what was he? He was an English uh, member of the Navy. Um and I don't remember what exactly it was uh, that he... I don't remember what his name was exactly. But while overseas, he saw, do, saw, saw someone do some sword-eating. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, where they like put a, a dagger down the throat. Um, right. This is in like 18th, like 18th, 19th century kind of time as well. Um, so he saw someone put a sword down his throat and was like, oh, I bet I could do that. And then he swallowed his pocket knife. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, he he passed it. Uh, well, I say he passed it. He then uh, he swallowed his pocket knife, and because his friend was like, "I didn't see you do that. Like I was away or something." He ate a second knife, and he passed it. 
Um, he shat a knife. He shat two, right? Uh, in fact, hang on. Eight thirty-eight knives. I watched a thing about this literally the other night. Um, Hold on a second, Tim. I'm really sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, it gives me time to look this up. Um, right. So the long and short of this was that he, um, he he ate these two knives and he passed them while he was away, and then he ended up back on shore at uh, in England, and he was at the pub uh, with with a couple of friends from the navy and a couple of their friends who they who were talking to them about the knife story, how he ate mm-hmm. two knives. And they were like, I don't believe you. So he ate four knives. Um, <laughs> and then he passed them. Um, and uh, Christmas comes around. Uh, and his friends were telling them, uh, telling, his, telling some of his family about the knife story. And they were like, I don't believe you. So he ate four more knives. Fucking um, hell. And, and he ended up going back to the Navy after a, after a while. And he ended, and he, he was a. There was basically like a an urban legend about a man who ate like fourteen knives or something already, um, and they were like, "Oh no, no, we don't believe you." So he ate fourteen knives that one day. Uh, He's on to twenty four knives in total. He ate thirty eight. Um, after after shitting thirty, well, I'm guessing he died before he shat the last few. Well, knives. yeah, but like he he was a, he was eventually convinced by family and friends when he wasn't feeling right. Um, because he was discharged from the navy for being in constant agony uh, and not being able to do his job, and so he was convinced by family and friends to go to the doctor six months after he was discharged. Um, six months, six and months. D- shitting at least twenty-four knives. Your mm-hmm. asshole would look like someone had punched a lasagna. <laughs> um, so he ends up going to the doctor and was like, "Yo, I ate a bunch of knives," and he and um, obviously this is before like proper X-ray things were fine. And what's more believable, the fact that someone is like homeless and just kind of looking around for like some shelter for the night, or that someone ate like fourteen knives and hasn't passed them? I would really like it if the doctor said, "I don't believe you," so he ate more <laughs> knives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I really want to find um, this uh, this case. Um, I know the exact YouTube channel that I watched it on. Um, Go on, give them a shout out, Tim. Uh, Hugbees, they make some great content. Uh, while you're looking for that, um, I've just pulled up some of the best Darwin Awards, and I've chosen a couple of them. <laughs> okay. So in 1999, the Darwin Awards winner, uh, it says, uh, this time a hapless man was a man named Rodney who was doing laps of Lake Washington when he realized the battery on his jet ski was running a little bit low. Pulling up to the shore, he moored his jet ski and ran off to get a set of jump leads. He plugged the ends into a 110-volt outlet and ran down to the water carrying the crocodile clips. Unfortunately, he didn't stop at the edge, plunged straight in, electrocuting himself instantly. His body was found floating under a dock later that evening. For fuck's sake. (laughs) Um, There is another good one. Uh, And I I don't think it's funny that the guy died, but I do think it's funny the way they've written it. 2007, the Darwin Awards featured a nomination, so not even a winner, um, for a particularly intrepid kite surfing Spaniard. Mm. As hurricane strength speeds swept through the south, sensible Spaniards up and down the coast battened down the hatches and prepared to sit out the storm. Our 40 year old hero had other ideas, however. Seeing reports of high winds and huge waves, he decided to defy the ban imposed and going into the water. 
He grabbed his balls, strapped on his board, and unfurled his kite. His body was found more than a kilometer away from the scene, <laughs> having been dragged by the winds and slammed into several buildings along the way. Jesus. So he didn't even go out to sea. No, he went the he other was way. blown back inshore and smacked into loads of fucking buildings. Did you ever hear about that scuba diver who was picked up? Um... What's it? He was picked. Uh, they, they found a body in like a forest fire, uh, in like a like a training forest fire, and uh, it was a scuba diver. And what they'd worked out was that the helicopter had gone out to like offshore to pick up water, and in the water they'd picked up, they picked up a scuba diver and dumped him into the flames. What? Yeah. No way. What a fucking way to go! It's like <laughs> it's like the total opposite of um. He died peacefully in his sleep. <laughs> <It's> like, <yeah. laughs> I can't. I can't take credit for that particular line. That's a Randy Felt face line, but the, the story is true. <laughs> Was the body of a charred scuba diver recovered from the tree after a forest fire? How does that like? What oh, are the odds? Tim, I've got bad news. What? It's fake. No. It's a scam. No. It's very, very well. Not upsetting because there's, there's no dead scuba divers, but upsetting for our content. Scuba divers, if you could get killed in hilarious ways for our content, I'd really appreciate it. I do have one here. It's a philosopher called Zeno from from 262 BC. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a very unusual set of last words and reason for dying. Um, he, uh, as he was leaving a school uh, of like uh, doing lectures or whatever, uh, he fell and broke his toe. He struck the ground with his fist and quoted the line from Niobe, I come, I come, why dost thou call for me? And he died on the spot by holding his breath. <laughs> because he broke a fucking toe. <laughs> That's what you get in the old ages. It's, uh... <coughs> yeah. <coughs> inhaled bit. That's not great. <laughs> oh, that fucking sucks. So, listener, what you... <coughs> What you've just missed is Tim tried to take a really quick swig of beer so he could say something else, <laughs> nearly headbutting his monitor, going bright red and choking on it in front, in front of my <laughs> I can eyes. feel it in my sinuses. Ow! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Tim, don't take another sip immediately. <laughs> I, I um, just cough okay. beer into my hands. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't come out of your nose. That would have been good. Oh, I'd be like the toothpaste story. Um, in 1998, Buenos Aires, during a heated marital dispute, a 25-year-old man picked up his 20-year-old wife and threw her off the eighth-floor apartment balcony where she got entangled in power lines below. He immediately leapt from the balcony to and <laughs> fell towards his live wife, but missed the power lines completely and plunged to his death. The woman managed to swing over to a nearby balcony and was fine. <laughs> uh, I do have one that's... Um... Oh fuck! What is it? It's um, it, I was reading, I was watching a thing about famous last words as well, um, and there's there are some great ones like um, who's who's the guy that wrote um, the BFG and um, Roald Dahl. Oh no, sorry, it wasn't the BFG. Uh, I'm thinking of Doctor Seuss. It was Doctor Seuss's last words. Uh, have you heard about these? Nope. So, uh, on his deathbed. He said he had. A, he was surrounded by family and friends, uh, and he was on a drip essentially. And um, he said his la- he's, he said to his friends and family, "I'm not scared of dying. I just know that I'll miss you all so very much." And then he laid down and went to sleep. 
and the nurse pulled his IV drip and he sat up and said, ow, fuck, and died. <laughs> That's amazing. That's also... It's like, it's like my favourite story about the quickest ever sending off in a professional football game. Go on. You know this one. I think you told it me, but it was the one where the referee was saying, I'm not... I'm, like, he had really strong opinions on strong language, and uh, he said to the captains, he said, if I hear any swearing, any any obscenities, uh, I'll be sending people off. I'll be getting rid of them. Sure. And he blew the whistle, and it was one of those metal whistles that was really close. And the person who was taking the kickoff said, fuck me, that was loud, and immediately got sent off. So he got <laughs> sent off in the first second of the game. Oh, that's amazing. Um, um, I, I also, sorry, Tim, have you got more more final words? I have some, I have some good final words. Go ones. on, then. Uh, there is one, I don't remember the name of the playwright. Um, he was a playwright and poet, and um, he, had, he was on his deathbed, and uh, he had friends and family visit. And um, he was like kind of, you know, just unconscious or whatever. Uh, and his, uh, his friends and family come in, and the nurse says, he seems to be doing quite well. He said, we think he might make a recovery. And he sat up and went, on the contrary, and died. <laughs> wow. I know. Uh, wow. There's, there are some great last words. Yeah. Can I do one more Darwin Award and then I've got to move on to some feedback that we received? Yeah. yeah. So this one is titled, You Think You're Macho? Um, <laughs> um, okay. 1995, Polish farmer Krzysztof Azinski cut off his own head. All right. Kaczynski, 30 years old, had been drinking with friends and suggested they strip naked and play some men's games. <laughs> Initially, they hit each other over the head with frozen turnips. Then one man took it to the next level, cutting off the head of his, uh, the end of his foot with a chainsaw. <laughs> to one of his comrade, Kaczynski grabbed the saw, shouting, watch this then. He swung at his own head and chopped it off. It's funny, said one young companion. When he was young, he put on his sister's underwear, but he died like a man. <laughs> That's Fucking so... hell. Do you, ever, do you ever think about that we share a planet with these people? My advice to you, listener, would be to get better friends than Christoph Azinski. Mm. They sound like assholes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, let's go to feedback. I got a message today from our friend, uh, my friend and yours, Dan, from Casting Views Podcast. Hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. Um, and I think I would like to bring it up with you now, live mm -hmm. in, in our episode. Uh, we did a series of um, sexual-related songs yes. um, last week. Do you remember that? I do. There was, um, there was a lot. So Dan messaged me today at 3.22 and he said, wow, harsh scores for my sex songs. <laughs> and he said, Porn Slippy deserved better. You gave that a three, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean... I, th I, I agree with Dan. I said, Tim, you're a very harsh marker at the start of that segment. Um, I, I'm giving you the opportunity now to increase change your score not that i'm leading you on to do something but i think you should change the score oh do i want to appear do i want to appear approachable or do i want to appear immovable mm, that's up to you mm, i'm gonna go with approachable and i give it a four 
Are you happy, Dan? You are so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, that is Sex Bembo's sex playlist. Um, Porn Slippy gives a four out of ten. It's an improvement. And we strive for improvement here at Two Blokes (laughs) from Blighty. Uh, Tim, talk to me about the mad shit I sent you uh, earlier today. Right, yes, we referenced this before. Um, So... What Joey sent me was a was an excerpt from a podcast. Um, what's bad the friends. Bad friends. Thank you. Um, wherein they were reacting to a clip of so it's two two comedians, Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino. Mm. Bobby Lee is very funny. I'm not too familiar with Andrew's stuff. Okay. Um, but uh, they were reacting to a clip from maybe like wait 2005 2010 kind of era. Yeah. Um, of this very 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 white woman, this white mattress saleswoman or whatever it is. We should we should press it, preface this that Bobby Lee is an Asian American. Yeah. He's K- Korean, Bobby Lee is. Hmm. Um and it's a woman singing a song called I Want to Be Ninja. And <laughs> I was showing my girlfriend this and she was like if she didn't do the racist accent <laughs> it might be passable, but uh um, probably not when you're getting to step things like uh, oh, I'm going to chow down in Chinatown. <laughs> it's not exactly the best. Am I going to have to bleep this? That's your section? beep of the week. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think it is. That's not that bad. No, I mean... It's, I mean it's... It, no, no, no. Okay, okay. It's really bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. What I'm, what I'm laughing at is the fact that this woman thought it was acceptable to, to, to do on a microphone. In front of um... a very Asian woman. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's crazy how like uh, how removed she is. Are you okay? You're hiding behind your shirt. Um, I just think it's. It, I think um, Bobby Bobby Lee's reaction to it really really gets to me. He asks Andrew to turn it off, and he's like, oh, "I just I just want to play. I I just want to play the chorus." So yes. he plays the chorus, and um, Bobby Lee is is so so. If you've never listened to Bad Friends, Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee are really good friends, and a lot of their humor comes from stories about their childhood. Mm-hmm. And what they'll do is they'll reenact, um, they'll they'll role play bits from from each other's childhood. And one of the things that um, Andrew Santino does very regularly is he will impersonate Bobby Lee's parents mm-hmm. but he does it full accent he, commits. he does facial expressions and if they weren't really good friends and the it's the kind of thing that i think who was i talking about with this where they said there's a comedian that says if your hr department got your whatsapp chats with your friends no one would have a job mm-hmm. right so it's the kind of thing that um, <laughs> you would joke about with your friend in private and not on a very public stage, which they have. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I really enjoy the reaction to it and how visibly pissed off Bobby Lee is. Andrew continues to play this song, but because it's the kind of humor that they have, he just, he just cracks up and he can't hold it together. He thinks it's really funny as well. Mm. Bobby Lee is one of these people who can take those kind of jokes on the chin. Yeah, not I that think, he should have to. It's... No, of course. But I, I think I think it's important for any comedian to 
to be able to do that. You know, give as good as you get. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't know much of Bobby Lee's actual stand-up comedy. I only really know him from this podcast, mm. which I, I do recommend. Bad Friends is very funny. But yeah, Tim, Tim, mad, stupid shit of the week. I'm not expecting a very high score. I just really enjoyed it. What, what do you think? I mean, it's really hard to grade this one because if you had just sent me the original video, it would be, it would be fairly high. If you um, want to see the original video, not that I'm promoting the flagrant racism, that might be <laughs> that might be my, the episode title. Two blokes from Blighty. Not that I'm promoting flagrant racism. Um, just search <laughs> "I want to be ninja" in YouTube, and you'll see yeah. what we're talking about. Um, I I would probably give this like a seven and a half to an eight. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you consider the context of the original video and how removed the woman is, and how long it she just kind of. Le- and how how hard she leans into this song. Four and a half minutes she does this in front of this poor Asian lady. Yeah. Um, um, I think for that alone, it's got to be like an eight. An eight? I'm going to go with an eight. This mad shit scale is all over the place. It's mad shit. It is bloody crazy. Um, I did send you another video this week that, that I was going to use as my mad shit of the week. Um, do you remember what that was? I don't. So it's a sport, a lumberjack sport where two people will stand either side of a floating log. Yes, log rolling. Log rolling. And the whole idea is to roll the other person off of the log. What did you think? Well, I've seen log rolling before. I've actually seen it in person. You just have to ruin everything, don't you, Tim? I, it's part of my job, really. If I'm <laughs> um, I, I work in finance, the complaints team. It's my, it's my job. Um, mm. um, it's, you know, it's... it's Surprisingly captivating to watch in person that is it? you end up really rooting for someone. If so, if you had to choose one sport to go and see live, what would it be? Oh, easy combat juggling. Combat juggling. I've, I've sent you combat juggling, right? You have, yeah. Combat juggling looks wild. Mm. Uh, um, that or cheese wheeling. I, re- I really want to go see cheese wheeling. Cheese wheeling is a very popular answer to that question. I don't see the appeal. I think what you're watching is. 30 to 40 people from Gloucester roll down a hill and break their neck. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what cheese wheeling is, there's a big, big hill in the middle of Gloucester that they regularly use for this, quote mark, sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get a wheel of cheese and they roll it down the hill and people have to chase it. And the first one down to the bottom of the hill wins. There's actually wins the no cheese. point in the cheese. No, it, it just happens well, to be the, you, a convenient shape. You win the cheese. So yeah. that is the only point in rolling it down the hill. You get this battered lump of cheese. Um, but people go full on headfirst down this very steep hill, and there have been multiple broken bones. But people train all year for it. It's mm-hmm. fucking wild. It's it's really, really interesting to see, in my opinion. Just like it if it were me, I, I would never want to compete in it. Yeah. Um because I I don't fancy breaking my arm for a bit of brie. Um but I, I would go and watch. I would quite happily go and watch. Don't know that I would. In fact, I'm going to go on my phone right now and find out when the next cheese wins thing is. Find out when the registration is. Uh, I'm sorry? Find out when the registration, registration starts. Uh, cheese wheeling Gloucestershire. I've heard it's really good. Really good. Uh, when is this? When is the next event? How fast can the cheese wheel roll? This is on the Gloucester website. Okay. Do you want to take a guess? Uh, 
25 miles an hour. Or and keep in mind this is in a this is on a this is in a 200 yard stretch of hill. Uh, 40 miles an hour. More. 50. More. Just tell me. 70 miles an hour. Well, if that doesn't pique your interest, cheese at 70 miles an hour, nothing will. Chris Addison, uh, starting at age 17 in 2004, has won 22 races. Nice. That good for him. Good for him, Chris. Uh, Do something. To get, I was going to say go outside, but maybe maybe stop going outside. Stay indoors for this one. Stay indoors. Have a, what? Have a There's one tea. next week. Are you off? On the 29th. <laughs> mm, so I... if you listen to this before the 29th, get yourself to Gloucester and watch some... Watch some cheese wheeling. Mental cases. Chuck themselves face first down a hill. I'm interested. Um, I would want to go and watch classic football. Do you know what the classic football is? Uh, I don't. So where does football take place at the moment, Tim? In a field or on a pitch. On a pitch, that's right. So, <laughs> classic football. What are the other rules of classic football, Tim? What, what, what part of the body would you say is most commonly used to, to move a modern-day football? The foot. That is correct. Well done. Um, <laughs> I'm not an invalid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are incontinent, though. So let's let's. Oh, just, okay, yeah. Um, so <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> football. Uh, oh no. Okay, well, one more question that I'll be incredibly patronising. How many uh, players are on each team in in a modern day football match, Ooh, Tim? I genuinely is it is it twelve or eleven? Eleven. Well done, Tim. That's <laughs> twenty two players on the pitch on a. a pitch of a predetermined size that you use the your foot predominantly to move the ball into a goal classic football is nothing like that okay classic football is an old game that used to be played from town to town and you uh didn't need to use your feet you could use your hands and the only rule is you can't kill anyone and there used to be entire towns that um that did this where they would just get hundreds of people together. The idea is you have to get the ball into the apart uh, positions town before they get it into yours. Right. Um, so it's football on a big scale. Well, no, it's not football because you carry, hide, and attack each other. But they, there's a, a town in England that still plays this, but they do it down a high street, and it can take like eight hours. Fucking hell. I'd say what I would love to go and see is uh, chess boxing. Just boxing, go on. So it's these two boxers, of course, and they play a game of chess. Uh, and you know how in traditional chess they've got a timer on each side for each player? Yeah. So they'll take, so player one will take his move, player two will take their move. The timer stops and they just go and kick the shit out of each other for two minutes and then they go and play more chess. And then between each other, every other person's turn, they go and they just go and have a boxing match. And it's either whoever wins at chess or whoever gets knocked out in the boxing loses. Yeah, you know where I'm going. I would love to see that. Tim, anything else you want to chat about? No, not really. It's been a really quiet week for me this week. Fair enough. Um, when we last spoke, I was level 76 on Phasmophobia. Yeah, you're now 211. 211, yeah. Chris and I have been grinding the fuck out of it. And if you want to see any of that, we do it semi-regularly on twitch.tv slash Tim, anyway you want to plug? Uh, yeah, the f- 
uh, my other podcast, my cafe Star, and I watch the same movie every week. Um, we also, uh, you know, go plug uh, Wembembo on Twitch. That's my Twitch and my Twitter. Um, yeah, go there. You'll see occasionally my shit posts. I've taken a bit of a not a break from social media, but I've dialed it right back recently. So as I'm with. yeah, Wembembo uh, dot ppc is Tim on Twitter or Pepe Coin. You can also find me on um, Talking Smack's regular Sunday feed of Talking Lasso, where we talk about Ted and his uh, cheeky mishaps, his jovial joints and his scandalous scraps every single week with uh, lovely Josh from Talking Smack um, and you can also find me um, at the bottom of your garden looking into my phone and investing and div- diversifying my cryptocurrency portfolio <laughs> um, Tim anything else you want to say uh, take that you bastards take that you bastards <laughs> <laughs>